back, everyone. You're listening to Secret Truths, Conspiracies Exposed. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, along with Mark Willison. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey, Scott. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm all Correct. excited because we've been talking about all sorts of cool space stuff. And I believe in our last or the one prior to that, you were talking about President Obama making some big announcements we talked about retiring the Challenger line or whatever the space shuttles were. Yep, all, all of the space shuttles. The Discovery, all of them. Right, and, and I think I had gone to the NASA site and said, well, they're, they're going to be building a whole bunch of new ones. And uh, so, like, like, the announcement's been made. Obama's made his great speech. Like, what happened? Well, not a whole lot. I was, the first time I watched the speech, I was, Thoroughly disappointed because he's out there talking about, you know, taking the taking the space program to the to the new to the next level, and he almost you know he's talking to all of these astronauts and he you know he's at the Kennedy Space Center and there's all these people from NASA there and he's really talking about, or at least it seemed to me this is the impression that I got he was like really downplaying the fact that we'd been to the you know he kept addressing. You know, there's all these people that want to know, well, why, why aren't we going back to the moon? And he made a comment along the lines of, well, we've already, we've already, since we've already been to the moon, it's time that we, you know, it's time that we start looking further down the road and, and set our sights on a new, on a new goal. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you know, it sounds good. It's, all right, we've been there, done good. that. We're going beyond yeah. the moon. Sounds all right. But I thought about it and I'm going, well. You know, it's like been there, done that, but we don't know anything about the moon. We just discovered that there's water, you know, all kinds of water on the moon. And you're like, oh, been there, done that? Yeah. You know, like there's nothing left to do? I, we, I, but we covered that. Remember when we were talking about all of those images and, and high-resolution pictures of the moon's surface that had little smudged out parts of it? <laughs> so obviously he doesn't want people going to the moon because they won't be able to obviously smudge something out in front of them, and they'll see... All of these lunar cities and and structures that we just have no explanation at this time for. Yeah, that's uh, that certainly is a is a giant possibility, and I, I was I was very frustrated listening. It was like a half hour long speech that he gave, and he was just uh, you know it just it was just like it, it didn't impress me or inspire me in any way. I was totally disappointed. Yeah. With the with the whole thing, and then I started digging into it a little bit more, and I'm like, well, what's you know what's really really uh, going on behind the scenes here, and and I found out that there's all kinds of all kinds of uh, chatter going on about Phobos, which is one of the moons of Mars. Okay, what's happening on Phobos? Well, it turns out that uh, we have a let's see. I believe a. Uh, I, I wanted to say Russian, that's, but I'm quite sure it's not right. It's the European Space Agency, the Mars Express, Express spacecraft, has just released all these new images of Phobos from okay. its recent from its recent flyby there, and everybody's all excited because they're seeing for the first time in incredible detail that Phobos looks very very artificial, oh. and. They're making the, you know, guys like Richard Hoagland and David Wilcock are basically saying that Phobos is a spaceship. And it's not, you know, it's completely artificial, but it's 
it's literally like a 16-mile-long actual ancient spacecraft. Oh, cool. And so the, the big, the, you know, the big thought is that we're going to actually, you know, the, the moon, is, moon is great and that's all well and good, but the real, the real uh, treasure chest is going to be going to this, this moon on Mars, basically. Well, yeah, what would happen if we went to this big spaceship on Mars and we were able to figure out all that technology? Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm, you know, I'm reading this stuff and I'm reading, you know, there's, I thought it was really interesting because I found these, these uh, quotes from the Russian president. Let's see if I can find them here. Uh, the Russian president is talking about space being super important still and their number one priority. Oh, here we go. Okay. This is President Medvedev. And he says, Space is our highest priority, regardless of how hard the economic situation is in the country. Space will always remain our priority. This is not just somebody's interpretation. It's our official state position. I'm here in my presidential office. And when addressing you, I can confirm, again, the significance of space for the government. And then he continues on. So maybe we'd have some sort of international meeting, maybe at the heads of government level, because we talk about various issues, such as tackling all kinds of challenges, dangers, and hazards that humanity is facing these days, various disarmament programs, etc. But there's a very important and positive factor that unites us all. So maybe it would be good to have a summit, maybe at the heads of government level, for all the countries that are working in space. And then his last comment here, he says, No country can develop space alone. We need to combine our efforts, and we need to talk about it more often. And so I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, man, Obama's going to drop the bombshell. It's going to be a big, you know, a big revelation. You know, you got this Russian, Russian president saying, well, no matter how bad the economy is, the space program is still our number one mission. I'm thinking, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. This guy knows, he knows the insider secrets. He knows what's, going, what's really going on. And then Obama comes out and he's talking about, oh, we'll throw a few hundred million at it, and maybe by 2030 we'll try and uh, try and get a spacecraft over to over to Mars or something. And I'm thinking, 2030, man, I'm going to have gray hair by that time. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I, I just, you know, something within a 10-year time frame, I, I would thought would would be really gung ho, but 2030 is. I was awfully disappointed, to say the least. Yeah, that's that's not really very good at all. Well, well, it's it's really interesting, you know, when you consider that, you know, if, if Phobos really is this alien spaceship, and you got the Russian president out there, you know, make a big big deal about space and the space program and getting together with other countries and you know really working together and having a new, oh, what was he? Well, he says. The uh, uniting us all. Space will. Oh, let's see. Oh well. He's talking about you know uniting. Oh, there it is. But there's a very important and positive factor that unites us all. And I mean that that's what is he talking about there? You know what is it that that unites us all and. Uh, I don't know. That's that's pretty that's pretty interesting, and I sometimes I get the feeling like, man, maybe the 
maybe the Russians and the Chinese or something are getting getting together on this deal, and we're like the last ones to know. Maybe we're not in the loop. I, I don't really know what's going on here, but but I I got a lot more excited about this <laughs> this Russian president's comments than than I did watching Obama's video. And right, and it was really too bad because I mean they even the NASA people. You're you know you're listening to the audience in the background and. Yeah, they didn't seem all that excited or enthusiastic either. It's, it wasn't exactly uh, like the Kennedy announcement back in the day when he announced that we were going to go to the moon in 10 years, and this, just, this didn't have any of the same uh, impact and feeling, in, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Um So I, you know, I don't really know. I, I was reading a couple. You know, this guy's got a a blog post, and he's talking about how, you know, we have all the rocket technology that we need right now, and we could get to, you know, we could get to the moons of Mars very easy. In fact, we could get to Mars easier than we could actually get to our own moon. And he didn't really explain in great detail how that's possible. I thought to myself, hmm, I don't know if I really believe that or not. But okay, well, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt and. And his, you know, this one guy is, you know, he he basically thinks Obama is just covering it up. He's, you know, he's towing the line and, ba- and trying to, you know, not crush everybody's hopes that he's killing NASA. But he says essentially that's exactly what he's doing is stalling the program out so that he doesn't have to even deal with it during his administration. And he's just going to dump it off to the next guy. And it's like that's kind of, you know, I, that's the feeling that I got watching the video, but... All of these guys are so excited about Phobos, and they really believe that there's this major disclosure, and that, that the European Space Agency is gonna, you know, there's gonna be something more stuff coming out because they keep releasing these images, and apparently the Russians have have a little vessel that's gonna be heading to uh, heading to Mars here, and I believe it's 2012, and it's called oh, Little. Uh, I think it's the little grunt or something. The little grunt. Oh, oh man, I'm trying to find this thing here. This article is way too way too long for me to find everything that I wanted to talk about. Oh well. Anyway, yeah, I remember the grunt. The grunt part of it was cracked me up, and uh, I don't see it here. Well, anyway, it's uh. You know, the, oh, Phobos, Phobos Grunt is what they're calling it, and so that's supposed to, uh, you know, that's going to be landing, landing on the moon, on the on Phobos there, and taking samples and and all kinds of good stuff. So, you know, maybe 2012, maybe really will uh, be the end of the world as we know it if we discover that this this thing really is a spaceship, and and maybe there's you know technology left behind or. Or who knows what? I can only imagine a 16, what a 16-mile-long spaceship was it must must be like and have had inside of it. Right, right. And uh, you know, some of the images of it, it could very well be a, a spaceship. I mean, I'm just looking at a um, the one picture of Phobos, and it almost looks like you know how we have the uh, the rocket propulsion, you know, it's like a cave. It could be like uh-huh. a cave. Well, it's, it's, it looks like the one end of Phobos has kind of got that. So 
Um, and there's also the other thing that's really interesting about Phobos is the monolith. And you you kind of made a mention of that in passing. Oh yes, we've absolutely. got a um, it's got this feature. It's called the Phobos monolith, and it looks like this huge um, structure that rises out of the out of the moon. And uh, you know, when the sun is shining a certain way, you can see that uh, it's got quite a it's quite high based on this comparing the shadow of it to the shadow of everything else around it. And yeah, it's it jumps out pretty uh, pretty dramatically. You know, definitely. You know, you look at the rest of the surface, and it looks like it's been worn down, and you've got all these meteorite impacts and all that stuff, and then this little antenna-looking thing sticking up out of it, and you're like, what the heck is that? Yeah, that's right. And I just wanted to share with everybody, too, a press release that was from May of 2007, so three years ago, pretty close. And uh, Canada is studying a mission to mysterious Mars moon. So Octet... Tech Incorporated, the global, uh, well, the the people, they develop, manufacture, and support advanced laser-based survey systems, announced May 2007 that it has been selected by the Canadian Space Agency to lead the study of a Canadian-led mission to Phobos, the largest moon of Mars. The proposed Phobos Reconnaissance and International Mars Exploration Prime mission was selected from among 12 proposals received by the Canadian Space Agency uh, to be the object of a concept and feasibility study. The focus of the study will be to outline a Canadian-led mission that could rendezvous study and land on Phobos, one of the solar system's most mysterious objects. Scientists, now why would somebody call it the most mysterious object, right? Like, I'm curious as to, you know, what are all these mysteries about Phobos? Well, gee, maybe it's a space station or a spaceship, right? Right, right. So scientists believe Phobos may hold clues to the origin and evolution of Mars and the solar system. Okay, so why would Phobos have more to share about that than Venus or Jupiter or uh, the moon? Right, that's a good question. Yeah. And if you, go ahead. I don't, I don't know if you saw the link um, that I sent you with Buzz Aldrin, but but yeah, I got a couple of videos where Buzz Aldrin, man, he's just so excited about Phobos, and he's got a little, you know, one of these uh, model model replicas of the rock, and he, you know, he's just really excited. He's talking about Phobos as you know where the real action is. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's like, wow, this is uh, you know, it's kind of kind of interesting that uh, where this is all going. Yeah. So several, it goes on to say that several missions by Russia and other countries have come close to Phobos, but study leader Dr. Robert Richards, director of Optech Space Division, thinks that Canada and its international partners have the right stuff to get to the surface and unlock some of its mysteries. The mission would be a wonderful evolution of Canada's leadership role in planetary science and exploration to support the advancement of human knowledge of Mars and our solar system, said Dr. Richards. So... Uh, it certainly looks like, uh, you know, a number of countries are putting together uh, projects to head over to Phobos. Like, you're, it's really interesting, you know. It's like, we, we don't want to go anywhere near the moon. The moon's like off limits. Let's go to another place. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's weird because, like, if we actually, you know, if, they, if he says that we're, this is where we're going and, you know, Obama made it. You know, he made a he made a comment that he says nobody is more committed to manned spaceflight, the human exploration of space, than I am. And 
you know, so let's say we actually get there, and I mean, for all of the stuff that they seem to be trying to cover up on the moon side of things, you know, how is he going to cover up the bombshell of, of Phobos if we actually get there or land a, land a little spacecraft there and take samples and all that good stuff? I just don't see, uh, I, I guess I don't, I guess I don't really get it. You know, I feel like I'm in the, at a strip club and they're just teasing me with, are they really going to let this out or are they not really going to let it out? I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe I need to bust well, out some more $1 bills, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the interesting thing about uh, Obama's announcement was, um, you know, here you have somebody who had no problem giving billions of dollars to Wall Street, to the banks, to, you know, to to get through this, uh, you know, the recession and everything else. Right. And, you know, didn't seem to be that all that concerned about dollar numbers. No, and, and he... That, did. Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. And so, like, why not say, yeah, you know, here's $20 billion for NASA to send a man to the moon and to Mars. Like, it just, Right. You know, would not that be a... I mean, if you're going to stimulate the economy, would that not stimulate the economy? Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, if, you, if you came back from the moon and Mars with because of the technology you used to get there, you were able to make more efficient cars and and uh, better surgeries and all. And, you know, that's one of the things he pointed out in his speech. He talks about the turn on investment of NASA has been, you know, multiple fold, like 10 to 1 or 20 to 1. You know, for every few billion that we throw at it, we get $20 billion in, in increased revenues that we wouldn't have had previously. Yeah, and technology that's worked so much better than what Absolutely. It was before. Yeah, so it was it was really weird. I've never, you know, usually Obama when I when I watch and listen to him speak, he seems very, well, he seems very convincing to me normally. And in fact, that's, you know, that was when my my friends and I when during the elections and everything when we were arguing, oh, is this guy going to be better or worse than Bush? And I said, well. Now, at least with George Bush, you kind of know what you get. You know, he couldn't lie his way out of a paper bag. But Obama seems very much a politician and very polished and slick and convincing. And on this particular subject and in this particular speech, I felt like, you know, he didn't really know. You know, he he didn't feel he didn't seem as passionate and really behind his words and, and his uh, his message as he as he normally is. And so I, I you know I felt like he was giving us. You know, talking out of both sides of his mouth at the same time, and I just didn't, I really didn't know what to think. Right. So, I wonder what other people thought. Um, So, let's see. So, President Barack Obama sought to blunt criticism of his new space policy by telling NASA workers his plans would save some jobs and steer a course towards an eventual planned mission to Mars. Told a crowd of about 200 people at Kennedy Space Center, a key source of jobs in the election background of the state of Florida, he understood their worries and addressed some of the critics, who included Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. He sketched an ambitious vision of by 2025, 15 years from now, developing spacecraft capable of journeys into deep space and by the mid-2030s sending astronauts to an asteroid in orbit around Mars. <laughs> I expect to be around to see it, he said. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's interesting. I was reading one article, 
And they they had taken that that little soundbite right there, and they construed it as to meaning that Obama said that he expects to see this during his administration. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, no, 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 you guys missed the whole, you missed the whole point. He actually tells you what year, you know, that he's planning on, you know, landing on this asteroid or whatever, and then in the twenty thirties. So yeah, clearly, I mean, if Obama wants to see this happen in his lifetime, that's like that's a week. A really weak uh, goal, in my opinion, you know, like, you're the president, buddy, you know, let's let's get on the horse and ride right now, you know, 2030, 2035, who the heck knows who's going to be president or what's going to be happening or, you know, he won't have any control of anything at that point. And so it's like, you know, in fact, you know, when Bush, you know, Bush at the end of his term, he came out with the big, I thought it was the Constellation program where we're going to journey, take a, take astronauts back to the moon again. And the very next year, Obama comes into office and he cancels the entire program and shuts down the spatial program altogether. So for him to say that, you know, he has these lofty goals of, you know, 15 and 20 years into the future, you know, I don't, I, I don't know who he's trying to kid, but I, I think he's, he's just way off base with that. Yeah, yeah. The, um, it sounds like they're expecting um, about. Nine thousand space, the Kennedy Space Center jobs to be lost when the shuttle program ends and Constellation is shut down. Basically, nine billion dollars have been spent on the next version of spacecraft to go out into space called Constellation. Right. And they uh, scrapped it. They scrapped it. So yep. there's nine thousand jobs at the Space Center that will probably be gone, and fourteen thousand jobs in related industries and around the area, and. This, all these changes prompted uh, uh, Neil Armstrong to come out of uh, out of uh, this is his habitual reclusion. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he's kind of uh, standoffish when a it bit, comes a bit reclusive. Yeah, uh, just a bit. <laughs> to complain that the U.S. space program, long the world's leader, was at risk of being reduced to a second or even third-rate stature. Yeah. And I, I mean, what do you think about Obama making, you know, he keeps talking about the private sector and, and needing to get more involvement with the private sector to help us, help us actually achieve all of these goals that he has. I mean, I don't see why, you know, he, he said, he, he makes a claim that we need to, that, you know, we, the space is a, is a number one, you know, is a major priority for him, but we need to do things in a smart way. And I'm thinking to myself, well, geez, I mean, if we got a guy, a guy to the moon in less than ten years, I mean, that's pretty darn good. Why do we got to fix something that's not broken? You know, you're going to just pass the whole, pass the whole thing off to the private contractors and let Blackwater run with it or something? I, I don't get it. Maybe that's, uh, maybe you've hit on a big part of what it is there, Mark. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, like you were mentioning, he doesn't seem to have any problem giving bailout money to the banks and to the automotive color corporations. And, you know, maybe that's exactly it. Maybe they're just, uh, maybe they have more control over over the corporations. I, I, I don't I, I I can't quite understand exactly how it all fits together. But it definitely seems a little suspicious and a little bit... Uh, you know, it's not. It doesn't seem logical to me. You know? So there's another plan. They just don't want to tell anybody what it is at this point. 
Yep, I I guess so. You know, I guess uh, maybe we should be paying it more. Maybe Buzz Aldrin is the guy got to keep our eye on, and he keeps he seems to keep hitting the, hitting the spotlight here. And well, he's happy about it. Oh yeah, he's he's just thrilled, and you know that's that's interesting to me because you know I mean you would think that of all people he would be. You know, he was the second man on the moon after right after Neil Armstrong in the same flight, and and gosh, if that was me, I'd be, you know, if we weren't really ramping NASA up and really get gearing to do something important, I I would think I would have a little personal frustration with it. But he seems to be like just very happy and excited with everything where it's going, and yeah, clearly he must know something we don't. Mm-hmm. Well, and it strikes me too that. There are certain arenas where, uh, like going into space, you know, the last frontier and, you know, cue the Star Trek music in the background, please. Right. Uh, you know, where it's it's a uniting thing, right? Where it's like, yeah, like everyone got behind the space race and the Apollo program before. And, and uh, when every time, uh, you know, this... We went to to Mars or to the Moon. I mean, everybody was watching, and I mean, it was a very unifying type of thing. And it's the sort of vision that really, you know, makes people strive to to be their best. And it just seems like he didn't he didn't re- replace the old vision, which was we're going back to the Moon, right? With a new vision that's kind of like we're going to see about getting, you know, like. Going in 2025 to Mars, like, you know, (laughs) going in four years to Mars, wow, like that's, you know, there's, that requires focus and and action and activity and everything else. Going in, you know, 15 years, well, maybe it'll be 20 years, or who knows, It (laughs) it just puts it into a real nebulous area. Like when Kennedy said, by the end of the decade, right? right? Okay, so this is this this is 2010. The at the end of this decade, we will be on Mars. Cool. Okay, so that's five years earlier than they thought. But don't forget, we've had 40 years of sticking stuff up into space. So oh, absolutely. You know, it's not like we don't know what it would take to go there. We may not know what we need to do in order to get make sure that the men get, and women get back. In a in a state that you know doesn't require you know there's yeah if nothing else something right if but nothing else it feels it feels like we're definitely getting beat to the punch with regard to this Phobos uh, grunt little module that's going out there yeah I mean that thing's gonna that's gonna be doing its thing by 2012 I mean that's just you know that's less than a couple years away that's pretty good and and I can only imagine what the Russian lands are. You know, as far as manned space flight and taking man to the moon and man, you know, their their astronauts back to Mars. Like, obviously, they've got a plan, and their president is out there all gung ho, and he talks about how, you know, this is the the one thing that unites all of humanity and all of the countries, and you know, he makes it sound like very patriotic, and I'm like, gosh, I, that's just, you know, it's disappointing for me to to not fill that with Obama, and I mean, there's so much patriotism. This it seems like this. If nothing else, what a great opportunity for prop, you know for patriotic propaganda, right? Right. You know, even if it, you know, even if it's all smoke and mirrors, and we never actually get there, and we waste trillions and trillions of dollars, like 
I'd be okay with it, you know. I mean, I, I, as long as we made, you know, an attempt and, you know, we're doing our best and as far as in the public eye, you know, we're we're getting spoon-fed enough to keep us keeps interested, I mean, I can't understand why they wouldn't take advantage of that. And he's just like, you know, he's like giving the Russians just a, a free pass on the whole thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know where he's at, but, you know, I'd, yeah, it's, it's just, it was shocking. Some, there's something going on here. That uh, we were not privy to, that's for sure. And maybe, you know, maybe there's a joint mission with the Russians that we're not aware of. And maybe, you know, maybe it's maybe the American people wouldn't like it if he just came out and announced that, hey, we're, you know, we're we're putting all our eggs in one basket, or we're combining forces with the Russians so that we can we can actually do this faster and make it make it happen, or or we're combining forces with the Russians because we know that there's a threat out there that we, you know, all of humanity needs to come together so that we can deal with this with this new foe or something like that. You know, that would be perfect opportunity, you know, if his his agenda really is the whole new world order and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it seems like this would be a great opportunity to take advantage of people's you know, uh enthusiasm for for the space program and you know, like you were saying when when Kennedy made the announcements, I mean, people, everybody was coming together, and they were watching the shuttle launches early in the morning, and it's still dark, and, I mean, I can remember watching those, watching the space shuttle missions when I was a tiny little kid, and my parents yeah. were really into it, and I was really into it, and everybody, you know, that was like, that was the big thing going on then. That's right, that's right. Uh, exciting. Yeah, I guess we, I guess we got some homework to do to figure out what's really going on with a with this whole thing, because it doesn't, the pieces just don't seem to quite add up for me yet. Nope. And maybe, maybe there's some poker going on, you know, maybe we're, maybe there's bluffing and, and call, you know, calls and, and folding, I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe he's, maybe he just doesn't have a good hand and he's folding the deck, like, <laughs> you know, I, I can, I can only imagine what, what's really going on, but it's just, it's, it's weird, because usually, you know, usually I have a pretty clear indication if somebody's if somebody's you know BSing. It's like, well, okay, I can see. You know, I always like to think of what what's their motive and and how does that how does that fit in with the big picture and and all of the motives that people think that Obama has. I don't see them really fitting into this picture yet. It's kind of uh, it's kind of a mystery to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is a mystery, and it's something we're going to be watching uh, very closely, and we're also going to be paying attention to any more images we get of the monolith on uh, phobias, because I think that's, uh, you know, there's, you know, I, it's always interesting, like, why that moon, not the other one? Why Mars, not Venus? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I didn't really get into, uh, let's see, what is the other moon? It's Phobos and... Thebes? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what is the deal with the other moon because I know that with Phobos at least they they think that this is a really recent, you know, that it hasn't been circling Mars for for but a few thousand years, and so they, you know, it's kind of like you know what we we're talking about with Venus, like where where did it come from? There's there's not an accurate timeline. It just kind of all of a sudden appears, and it's just really. You know, it's kind of it's kind of weird, and certainly with Phobos, it doesn't even look round like any other moon. So, no, like, you know, you know, if you're 
if you're an astronaut and you're looking at the telescope or whatever, and you're just like, well, what in the heck is that thing? You know, that doesn't look like like it belongs there at all. And so I can only, you know, they that just be, you know, just be amazing to me. It was actually a battleship. You know, can you imagine a a 16 mile long battleship out in space and yeah. you know, relatively speaking, the size of that with the size of Mars. I mean, uh, maybe there was this massive intergalactic, you know, battle or war that was going on, and maybe they, maybe that's why the planet is is barren and a wasteland like it is now. But we're going to keep our eye on it and see if we can't find out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, any last words before we sign off for this uh, very fascinating episode? Nope. I think we covered it pretty well. Definitely uh, appreciate all the comments you guys have been sending in. and keep, keep them coming. Any links to interesting stuff that you guys know about that you'd like to hear us discuss, please, please go to secrettruths.com and uh, let us know what you think. Awesome. So you've been listening to Secret Truths, Jersey's Exposed. See you all next time, everybody. Yep. Thank God. <laughs>